It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Friday, August 6th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. While health officials in Sitka are encouraged by seeing fewer new cases of COVID-19 in the community over the past few days, they say continued precautions against the disease are essential. Statewide coronavirus infections remain on the rise, with the Delta variant making up 96% of new cases. When the Sitka Emergency Operations Center met on Wednesday, public health nurse Denise Ewing said the community's plateau could be the result of both fewer new cases and a drop in the number of people seeking testing. What we need to do, though, is continue to test and increase testing so that we have an accurate view of of what's going on here in Sitka. Our tests have decreased over the last couple of weeks, which which is probably why some of the numbers are, are starting to decline. Emergency Medical Services Commander Rob Janik said that his team has been responding to several COVID calls a day, doubling the typical amount of ambulance runs. He called for Sitkins to continue to exercise caution and not to celebrate just yet. Beware of false optimism. Just because our numbers went from 30 to 17 doesn't necessarily reflect anything other than a snapshot in time. So um, before you pop the champagne, woo, our levels are low. Um, be cautious. One indicator of the presence of the Delta variant in Sitka is the increased virulence of the disease among new infections. And while the COVID rate has dipped recently, Search Chief Medical Officer Dr. Elliot Brule said hospital admissions and medevacs have been on the rise. We've had upwards of uh, 10 patients in the hospital, and we have had to medevac some folks out. We've had to medevac them out because they were very sick, and we've had to medevac them out because of limitations in terms of oxygen supply. The stress and strain of the pandemic surge here in Sitka has been really been getting felt by our staff, and they're working terribly hard to, uh, to keep up with it. Brule said they were reducing the hours of the COVID testing from noon to 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Sitka School District Superintendent Frank Hauser said he's preparing to start the school year in person with a return to full-day instruction this fall. You know, we're just uh, continuing to finalize those safety measures and layered mitigation protocols um, that really uh, were pioneered last year and, um, you know, making sure that we have those in place. Hauser said the district was also working on aligning the school's mitigation alert levels more closely with the cities and was planning to host listening sessions with students and their families next week. Five passengers and a pilot have died in a flight-seeing plane crash near Ketchikan, according to the U.S. Coast Guard. The Coast Guard, Alaska State Troopers, U.S. Forest Service, and Ketchikan Volunteer Rescue Squad reached the site of a downed de Havilland beaver eight miles northeast of Ketchikan Thursday afternoon. Two rescue swimmers were lowered and found no survivors, the Coast Guard said. The Associated Press reported that the five passengers had come to Alaska on a cruise ship, the New Amsterdam, which stopped in Ketchikan Thursday. The flight scene company Southeast Aviation owns the plane, the AP said.
The Coast Guard got an emergency signal from the plane around 11.20 a.m., said Petty Officer Eli Teller. Teller said the distress signal came from about 1,400 feet elevation and was northeast of Ketchikan, in the area of the Misty Fjords National Monument. Initially, weather hampered the search. Rescuers reached the site just after 2.30 p.m., the Coast Guard said. A mid-air collision between two sightseeing aircraft in the same area killed six people two years ago in the Misty Fjords region. In 2015, a fatal crash killed nine people. The area is popular with visitors who charter planes for aerial tours of the region. A joint KUCB and ProPublica investigation this summer found that in recent years, Alaska has made up a growing share of the country's crashes involving small commercial aircraft. Conservationists are challenging one of the state's largest old-growth timber sales in Haines State Forest in more than 20 years. It's the second challenge to the Baby Brown project that they argue threatens biodiversity in Upper Chilkat Valley. KHNS's Corinne Smith reports. Lynn Canal Conservation is leading a group of environmental organizations that allege the state failed to provide proper public notice before authorizing the logging of more than 1,000 acres of Haines State Forest. And they're calling for the state to cancel the timber sale, says Executive Director Jessica Plakta. Our economy depends on an intact landscape, our fishing, our tourism, And, you know, 90% of local people utilize subsistence resources, uh, primarily salmon, and salmon is dependent on on intact forests. So, yeah, the importance of this landscape really can't be overemphasized, and Baby Brown's an integral part of this landscape. In 2017, the Baby Brown sale was canceled after Lynn Canal Conservation successfully objected, arguing the State Division of Forestry didn't create a land use plan for the entire harvest area. This spring, the Forestry Division awarded Baby Brown to an Oregon-based timber company for a bid of just over $400,000. The company has five years for timber harvesting from the date of signing, roughly to early 2026. But this time they also included a second site, Glacier Side Number 2, about another 150 acres of forest for logging. Lynn Canal Conservation says bundling the two parcels together under one formal plan without public input isn't legal. They're cutting corners on the public process to benefit the purchaser. And in this case, the purchaser is an out-of-state logging company that plans to raw log export our forest. And and it doesn't benefit local people. It doesn't even benefit the state. Uh, It costs the state more to offer these sales than it does in timber receipts. She says public comment is a required safeguard for the management of state lands. And the public might have different ideas than such short-term exploitation of resources. Deputy State Forester Tim Dabney says his office combined the two sites through an amendment for the convenience of the logging company. He says the tracks added later had already been previously authorized for logging, but that contractor had defaulted. And without having done anything on the sale, uh, and since uh, the glacier side two harvest units are uh, adjacent to the Baby Brown harvest units, Uh, The decision was uh, for us to combine both of those those sales into one sale, which is totally uh, fine. 
Dabney says his office has received the appeal and is considering their request to cancel the sale. He says the agency doesn't know when it'll rule on the challenge. He says the state attorneys and the Natural Resources Commissioner's Office are reviewing whether the bundled timber sale was improper, as conservationists allege. And uh, we're considering their their request, and um, uh, I have really no uh, information beyond that we're in consideration of, of their request. Jessica Plakta with Lynn Canal Conservation says the entire Haynes Forest region at the headwaters of the Chilkat Valley is critical habitat and should not be disturbed. I think it's 13 miles of new road building, a couple of new bridges, a whole bunch of new culverts. And, you know, that's a lot of damage to what's otherwise intact old growth transitional forest, which is really important. She says there are telltale signs the old growth forest will not grow back as promised by state authorities, citing heavy logging in the upper Chilkat Valley decades ago, which also contributed to the decline of the king salmon runs. You know, where a lot of us are going to go blueberry picking this September, uh, those are 50-year-old clear cuts, and those 50-year-old clear cuts are not regrowing. They're, they're not turning into the new old growth that the state forest predicts that we'll be having. Um, those are blueberry fields with a lot of alder and the occasional coniferous tree. The bitter is listed as Northwest Forest Products of Baker City, Oregon. That's a relatively new company in Alaska. But its principal has been through this before. The outfit is owned by Stan Runnels, a former Astoria Forest Products executive. The Astoria company had been the high bidder on the Baby Bear timber sale, which was shelved in 2017, after environmentalists objected to the process. In Haines, I'm Corinne Smith. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for Friday, August 6th, 2021. Today, scattered rain showers in the morning, then numerous rain showers in the afternoon. Highs in the lower 60s, light winds. Tonight, cloudy, scattered rain showers, lows in the mid-50s, light winds. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, scattered rain showers, highs in the lower 60s, west winds around 10 miles per hour. And now taking a quick look at our community calendar. The Uncommon Music Festival's Theorbo concert, scheduled for tonight, Friday, August 6th, has been canceled. Sitka Public Library's summer reading program ends tomorrow, Saturday, August 7th. Participants can claim their final reading prizes by that day, and tween and teen drawing winners will be announced through the library's social media. You're tuned in to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. (laughs) 